talks about trusting God, and that's what we want to talk about today. Before we uh, take communion together, we've been in a series called Love Revolution. And if you have a handout, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and get those out. The scriptures are on here. Uh, the main points are on here. And um, maybe you want to circle a few things, jot a few things down. But we've been discovering how there is sometimes love for the world when there should be love for God. And the Bible says, don't love the world or the love of the Father is not in you. So we have come to the conclusion that we need a love revolution. It's a sudden, radical, dramatic change. And what I love about repentance, repentance isn't just saying, I'm sorry at an altar and crying. Repentance is actually something that happens between your two ears. It is something that happens in the mind. It's a mind change. And repentance is, you know, I was doing something that I know I wasn't supposed to be doing at one time, but I have a mind change. Now I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to be different. And we are not to love the ways of the world, but we are to love God. And so what we've done is we've talked about the different small g gods that we have found within the word of God, which uh, we've talked about mammon, which was our possessions. We talked about that last week. Baal, he was a god of power. uh, And a lot of people are, are into just being powerful in themselves. And aren't you glad that the power that we rely upon actually comes from, from God, doesn't it? So I'm glad I don't have to just lean upon myself. I can actually lean upon God for His power. We also have talked about small g God of Asherah that you can find in the Bible. And uh, she was the God of pleasure. And how we see the world is, has just gone after pleasure. Now, within having possessions and having a powerful status and having some pleasure in life, they all are, can be good under the umbrella of God, where God is still first. But if our goal is to only have possessions and not God, and only to have power, only to have pleasure, and not bringing God into our life, then this is where we're going to find that there is trouble. So today I want you to look at Romans chapter 1. And what is interesting about this scripture, Romans chapter 1, there are actually some places in the world, if you read this scripture aloud in a service like this, you could get arrested. It's against the law. So thank God in America we still have the freedoms to speak the truth of God. Amen? I'm glad for that. Romans chapter 1. And starting with verse 22, claiming to be wise, and he's talking about the world here, claiming to be wise, instead became utter fools. Instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols. Everyone say idols. Yeah, idols is anything that doesn't bring glory to God. They worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them. Now this doesn't mean he punished them because the wrath of God was put on Jesus Christ at the cross. It's just that God's saying, if you want to try it your way, you're going to have some issues. You're going to have some problems. And they just did it to themselves. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. And as a result, they did vile 
and degrading things with each other's bodies. Notice this. They traded the truth about God for a lie. For a lie. They traded the truth. You might want to underline that. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself. Isn't that amazing? They worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. And can the congregation give a great big amen? amen. That's what it says there. That means so be it. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should have never been done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, Envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. So this is the list that they bring upon themselves. They are backstabbers. <laughs> Backstabber. Anyway, some of you are old like me. You know what that is. They are backstabbers. Haters of God. Insolent. Proud. Boastful. They invent new ways of sinning. Wow. Is that our world today? And they disobey their parents. And all the parents of teenagers said, Amen. No, 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 don't say that. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They're heartless and they have no mercy. And listen to this. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. And worse yet... They encourage others to do them too. And we cannot give in to the new norm. You can't. Culture will say one thing, but if God's words declare something different, we must declare God's word in love. So there are three reasons that we have, maybe even in the church, have given in to a new norm of culture. And here's the first one. Let's take a look in your notes. We gave up on God's wisdom and we settled for the world's ways. We gave up on God's wisdom and settled for the world's ways. God's wisdom and the world's ways. You see, we thought we were smarter than what God was. And God's wisdom doesn't change. Now here's here's what some people say. Well, when Jesus came on earth, man, he changed the the whole concept of how God was in the Old Testament. He 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 loved everybody. And he even sat next to prostitutes and talked to them in the middle of the day. And while Jesus loved everyone absolutely and 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 his approach was different, But Jesus didn't lower the standards of God. In fact, he raised them. I can prove it to you. He raised the standards. Jesus would say to the crowds, You have heard it said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. The Ten Commandments. And of course, everyone would go, Yeah, that's right, yeah. Amen. And then he would say, Well, I say, Even if you looked at a woman and lusted after her, you have committed adultery. 
He turned the whole crowd of men into adulterers in one sentence. He did. He raised the standards, but he refused to condemn those who committed those sins. In fact, he told a woman that was caught in adultery, he said, neither do I condemn you. Go, repent, sin no more, is what he said. So he raised the standards, but refused to condemn those who had sinned. Why? Because he went to the cross and he paid it all. And that's why we celebrate communion today. Because he paid the price for our salvation. For those who were guilty, Jesus paid it all. Here's what I want you to take home with you today. The standard got higher, absolutely. You look at a woman, you've already lusted in your heart. You've committed adultery. He raised the standard, but grace got deeper. I love that about the Lord. That's right. The standard got higher, but grace got deeper. I love that. And he didn't say, oh, it's, it's so okay to sin. No, he, he raised the standard, but he refused to condemn those who were in sin. And, and he's, he's wanting you to do one thing. And this was his message. The Bible says when, after he got baptized by John the Baptist, then he went off and he began to preach, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what your Bible says. That was his message. Repent. Mind change. Don't do the wrong that you've been doing. So repent. That's the one condition for us today. We too need a repentance. We need a love revolution. Not loving the things and the ways and the concepts of the world loving God and His Word. Can I get a good amen, somebody? So here's the real question. Will we change the standard or will we let God change us? Will we try to change the standard or will we let God change us? Look at Romans 12 and 2. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into a without even thinking. Instead, and this is what we should do, fix your attention on God and you will be changed. How? The inside out. In other words, we've got to adopt a new way to think. So don't give up on hope if you're struggling in some areas and have some problems. Simply change the way you think. Let there be a love Revolution. Here's the second thing. We followed our feelings instead of our faith. Feelings cannot be trusted, everyone. Feelings cannot be trusted. It's okay to have feelings. That, and in fact, it's okay to be tempted. Jesus was tempted and he was without sin. But don't call those feelings that you have right... And I don't want to tell you, Life Church today welcomes everyone that comes through these doors. Life Church welcomes anyone who comes through these doors because Jesus welcomes anyone that will come through Him as the door. And we are all sinners. 
who have been saved. Come on, somebody. Can I get a good witness in the house? Amen. And before we start thinking we're much better than somebody else because they don't meet up to my standard, well, we might want to rethink that because none of us deserve what God did for us. But thankful, so thankful for the grace that got deeper when the standards actually got higher. It's completely impossible to have holiness, though, if you don't call sin, sin. It's impossible to to have the holiness of God in your life if you cannot call sin, sin. And here's the question. Are we going to agree on the Bible, on what is sin? Or are we going to trust our feelings? Well, I think, well, no. Because when you stand before God on your next life to come, are you going to stand there before the all-knowledgeable, all-powerful, all-knowing God and say, well, I think... It's not going to go good for you. It's not going to go good. To be honest, every one of us have feelings that are contrary to the Bible. You can sit there with your holy looking face on today, but every one of us struggle with something. Pastor, I have no sin. And I'm proud I have no sin. I'm just trying to get you to think. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. It's kind of quiet today, but that's okay. Look at Romans 8 and 6. When you're at a crossroad in decision, let your, so letting your sinful nature control your mind... Notice what it does. It leads to where? It leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You know what I was thinking about this week is, at the end of the day, a lot of people just don't trust God anymore. They just don't believe anymore because they, they just don't need Him. Which, which is going to bring us to this next point. We trusted ourselves. And this is the last point. We trusted ourselves more than we trusted God. We trusted ourselves more than we trusted God. You know why we don't trust God anymore? We don't really need Him. I mean, I've got all the money I need. I've, I've got a good job. I've got a good car. My family's doing all right. And when you get to that place, it's very scary. Because life can change in a moment. Life can change in a moment. Some of you know Kent Bowen's wife. She's been in the hospital for two days. Thought she was having a stroke. Your life can change in a moment. And it can happen so quickly. Well, I don't know if God really knows best. And I don't know if the Bible is up to date for us today. And that's just a lie. The Bible says it's a lie. So who are you going to trust? Look at this. And if you want to follow along in your notes. Are we going to trust culture's new norm? Or are we going to trust God? And this next scripture, a lot of you can quote it. This week, I have used this scripture in my life this week. And I want you to take a look at Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. I love what it says. Trust. Everyone say trust. Trust in the Lord. 
How? With all your heart. And what? Lean not. How? To your own understanding. I think that's so powerful. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Anytime you think you know more than God, I'm going to reason this out. I'm going to watch the news. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with what's popular opinion. You're going down a slippery slope, worshiping yourself and not worshiping God. Trust means this, and I, I love this. Trust means I don't even know the outcome. And I don't know the outcome, but I'm going to trust God anyway. I don't really know what to think at this moment. I know what my feelings say. I know what culture's saying. But I'm choosing to trust God and His Word. Some of you have been in these team building moments, maybe at work or at a seminar, where you stand there and they have maybe one or two people, depending on the size of the person that's standing there, to catch you, and you're supposed to fall back and let them catch you. How many has ever seen that? That is a perfect illustration of trust. Because you're trusting they're going to catch you, and you're not going to fall and bust your head wide open on the cement. That is trust. But let's read on. In all your ways. How many ways? (laughs) In all your ways. Acknowledge Him. And this is what's so beautiful. And He will make your paths straight. What does that mean? That means if you will acknowledge Him, if you will trust Him, it will work in your marriage. It will work in your relationships. It will work in your finances. And this is why I love my job. This is why. This is why I love the pastor people. Because I can tell them what God's word says. And they they can leave this place. And they can go do culture's way and the world's way. But at the end of the day, at a moment and a time in their life when they really need God, guess where they come back? Even if you turn and walk away, love will bring you back. Somehow, that's a church song for all you goldie oldies out there. And I'm not talking about the dog, Toto. That's why I like my job. Because I know, I know this works. I know when I apply these principles to my life, this works. No matter what culture says, no matter what everybody else is saying, this works. And it still works. Can I hear a good amen, somebody? (laughs) And it's only in Jesus and His Word can your paths be made correct. So I end with this thought. That God's ways are higher. It makes us stronger and blessed beyond measure. Makes us complete in His sight. What do I need to do? (coughs) Trust God. Would you say that with me? Trust God. Say it with me one more time. Trust God. And here's what some of you are saying. And 
And I'm going to ask our singers to come back up because we're, we're going to get ready to take communion. And Some of you today, you're saying, well, Pastor, what you're asking me to do is just impossible. Exactly. It is. That's why you need God. <laughs> and he just stands. He's a perfect gentleman. He just, he just stands there and he waits. He's a perfect gentleman. And he says, daughter, I, I love you. And I, I'm waiting on you. Trust me. Put your hope in my word. I love that about God, don't you? And you can't do it on your own. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. But it can work through the power of the Holy Spirit 